Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Professionals of Professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Yes, indeed. Welcome to another live edition. Hey, wherever you're listening to us from around the world, Canada, U.S., over 100,000 downloads, we want to welcome you. Sit back, carve out 30 minutes of life-changing information and making it worth your time to invest being part of what I call the conversation, right? It's always about a conversation. I may be the one talking, but you're receiving it. And at the end, we have a conversation when you get back. Hope you got last week's show that we've downloaded. And if you didn't, you can go to lewishowardlive.com or you can Google blog talk radio Lewis Howard. They'll come up or just put in Lewis Howard Live. It's hard to miss me if you want to get be a part of the show. So today we're going to jump right into it. We're going to be talking about a little overview from the book that I wrote called From Here to There, bestseller, Amazon, and it's all about inspiration, motivation, collaboration, right, and celebration. So it is a powerful, um, inspiring book that really talks about my real estate journey, but really talks about everything and everyone that impacted me along the journey of getting to where we are today, and that's being able to share with you some insights, some things that I have learned over 25, 30 years, over a billion dollars in business, running seven different companies, and reaching out and just impacting uh, untold numbers of individuals to help them be better at what they do. So today we're going to talk about who I really targeted in the book and, and who you might be as a listener tuning in, I think that you are not here by accident if you have downloaded the show or you're checking in. There is a reason why we have connected. And so the book, called From Here to There, was written to three people, and that is one, the dreamer, right? Uh, The dreamer is a very cool person, right? So you might be a dreamer listening to me today where you are not yet living out something you have imagined, but You're on your way to that place. The other individual is the warrior. That's the fighter. That's the person that gets up every day, puts on the armor, and goes out into the marketplace, goes out wherever their sphere of influence or work or whatever it may be, play, whatever it is, but they're going in as a warrior. And then the final one is the overcomer. The overcomer is a person that will get knocked down seven times and get back up. 
The overcomer is the person you can tell no to 31 times and they'll just keep going after it. So today I just wanna break down a little bit of the dreamer, the warrior, and the overcomer. Cause I think at some place in life, you're gonna find yourself in one or all three of these places. So if you're not in one today, you'll be in that one tomorrow. So I have experienced all three. I think at different parts of my life, I have embodied every single one of them. And if you catch me on the right day, I might be one of three of those uh, individuals. So let's talk about the dreamer. The dreamer typically, when I, when I think of a dreamer, you got to go back to when you were young, when you were, you know, five, six, seven, you just didn't know life. Life hadn't impacted you the way it's done. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, life then has whole different impact. But I remember as a five, six-year-old kid running around the house, spouting out my dream, telling everybody, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to buy houses and cars and, and everything, right? And you may say something different. A lot of kids, they want to be a fireman. They want to be Superman. They want to be Batman. They want to be Iron Man. They want to be Cinderella. They want to be the queen. They want to be the boss, right? So whatever your dream is, you will say it, think it, see it. And then now all of a sudden you're now connected with the dream. We all know in history one of the most famous speeches about a dream given by Dr. Martin Luther King, which says, I have a dream, right? It was a foundational thinking for an era at a time where people were living very differently. And here comes this great speaker and orator to say, I have a dream about America. And it's a different America than it is today. And people fought and bled and died for that dream, right? So when you have a dream, you got to fight for it. You got to hold on to it. You got people that want to take it away from you, whatever that dream is. I remember there's a movie that I liked back in the day called Pretty Woman. And in the opening credits of the Pretty Woman, there's a guy standing on the street, right? He's he just an extra in the movie, but he's shouting out the same thing. And he says this thing. He says, welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? Right. So my question today, if you're in the dreamer, what is your dream? Do you do you know what your dream is or have you let life beat the dream out of you? Right. So if you're just getting in, we're talking about the three kinds of people that really shape a culture and shape a world that I wrote this book from here to there targeting these individuals. And so number one on the dreamer is a dreamer imagines a future which is different from the present, okay? So a dream sees what is not is, right? That makes sense. They're going to see something that doesn't exist, right? That becomes the dream. So I'll talk about throughout the segments great dreamers, Thomas Edison, right? I wouldn't be doing this show right now without Thomas Edison because I wouldn't be able to see, right? Because he is the inventor of the incandescent light bulb, right? The guy fell 900 times, but he had a dream of lighting the world by electricity, by electric light bulb. Previous to Thomas Edison, we all lived by candle, oil, and whatever else that you had to light your home. But Thomas Edison came along as a dreamer and said, hey, let's create something that gives people natural light that they can flip a switch on and off. So thank you, Thomas Edison, for being a dreamer. We talk about people like Neil Armstrong, who walked on the moon, something that had never been done. Dreamer, dreamed of being in space. 
right? These are dreamers. These are people creating things out of nothing. Bill Gates, we all know the billionaire Bill Gates who had a dream to put a computer on every single person's desk, home, office. That was a crazy dream at the time because the only time you could get a computer prior to Bill Gates's vision and Paul Allen's vision was you had to work for IBM. IBM was the only computer service industry in the world at that point. But Bill Gates had a dream. Now you got to imagine what that conversation would have been like when he talked about it for the first time, said, hey, I want to put a computer on everybody's desk. They probably looked at him sideways thinking he had been smoking, drinking, doing something too much, right? But he had the dream. He had the dream. One of the coolest guys that probably nobody thinks about, amazing dreamer, is a guy named Dr. James Naismith. You probably don't know him unless you Google this, but this guy invented the game of basketball. So when you're sitting watching the NBA, you, LeBron didn't invent basketball. Michael Jordan didn't invent basketball. They play what Dr. James Naismith invented out of a basket, putting a ball in a basket. And it was a peach tree basket that they created. That's how the NBA got to be where it is today. But somebody had to have that dream way on. So just talking about how to understand what a dreamer really is. A dreamer is not like ordinary people. A dreamer doesn't think ordinary. A dreamer doesn't think average. A dreamer is laser focused. They spend all of their time, all of their energy, focus on what they see as a real possibility. The challenge with being a dreamer is most times other people don't see what you see. And so you're kind of alone in your dream. Right. But you're always thinking about how do I do it when Steve Jobs created Apple. Right. That did not exist. He was an individual creating a different experience for the consumer. In fact, he used to say people don't know what they need until you give it to them. So he created things way in advance of what he knew people might want. And now you can't turn the corner without a smartphone. You can't live your life without a smartphone. Some people can't cross the street without a smartphone and get hit, right? That's how obsessed we have become with one man's dream, one man's objective, and now we have centered a life around. Here's the people that I uh, take issue with, okay? People that didn't invent stuff act like they did, right? They run around with a smartphone like they invented a smartphone. Right. They run around with Apple product. Yeah, I got my Apple products. I got my Gucci. I got my Louis Vuitton. I write, I write about it. I rap about it. But you didn't dream it. Somebody else dreamed it. And you're enjoying the benefits of somebody's dream. Going back to the reference to Dr. King, there are millions of us enjoying the benefits of one man's dream. One man dreamed of freedom, equality, balanced living. We're all beneficiaries of that. So either you are the dreamer or you are the beneficiary of the dream. Don't confuse the two, right? It's kind of like watching an NFL game and you get so in it, you actually think you can play the game. You actually think you, you know, you could go down and coach and call the plays. Now, totally different in being a spectator in something than being the author and uh, creator of something. So that's what 
a dreamer is. And a dreamer never gives up on the dream. And life will try to destroy your dream. You have to make your dream titanium, which means it's indestructible. That no matter how many failures, no matter how many setbacks you go through, that dream remains. The saddest reality about a dream sometimes is when a person reaches a point in life where they haven't been able to realize their dream. Maybe it's simply getting to America. Maybe it's simply owning a home. Maybe it's simply getting married and having a family or starting a business. Whatever it is, from the lowest to the highest, there's a point in your life where you have to make a decision of, do I let go of my dream because I'm not having some success in the areas that I want to have, or maybe I've made some bad decisions and now my life is in a ditch. How dare me have a dream? Right. You know, from the time I was 18 to 28, I failed and I failed often. I had probably a hundred reasons and and methods to decide you need to give up the dream. There's no way you're going to have success. But a dreamer knows one thing. There's always tomorrow. A dreamer knows there's always hope. A dreamer knows there's always another opportunity. So are you a dreamer? Do you imagine? Do you paint mental pictures of what you want that's very different than what you have, right? Are you willing to look at the facts, conditions, and circumstance and be able to laugh at it and say, yeah, that's not my dream. I'm still looking for my dream. You know, some of the best people that I, I use a lot as an analogy, think about Olympians. Because most Olympians start out with the dream of not only getting to the Olympics, but also winning the Olympics. So you have to think about how far that planning and that, that thinking starts in order to be a true Olympian, a true champion. We think of Michael Phelps as an Olympian, but to achieve his dream, he does what other people don't do. He lives differently, eats differently, trains differently, right? He gets up at three o'clock in the morning when most people are getting home from the party, he's up swimming, right? That's a dreamer because when he gets on the life stage, when he has that platform, he's prepared. He's ready because he has put in the preparation. He's put in the practice now to have an opportunity to realize his dream. I grew up watching boxing. You know, boxing was a big deal. And so, you know, big name boxers, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray, Hitman Hearns. I mean, these guys were just beast, right? But they all had a dream of wearing that belt. They wanted to wear that belt. And I remember watching an interview with Sugar Ray Leonard after he had retired. And he says, when I get up in the morning or I go in for a fight, he says, there's two people I'm looking for in the mirror. He says, there's Ray Leonard, the man, and then there's Sugar Ray Leonard, the fighter. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. He says, if I see Sugar Ray Leonard, the fighter, then I know I have a 90% chance of winning that round no matter who I'm facing because I've already dreamed it, I've already seen it, I've already imagined it. So your homework assignment is think about where your dream is and where you have left it and have you traded your dream for a paycheck, right? Have you let failures trade off your dream, right? Because that's why I wrote the book because I, I know that there are dreamers out there that have just dealt with an onslaught of negativity, right? Whether it is racial, gender, personal, lifestyle, economic, we all have to deal with. There are times in my life where I traded my dream for a paycheck just to have the income. 
But then after a while, I wasn't happy because I knew I wasn't doing what I really, truly sort of enjoyed to do. So I wanted to always stay connected to the dream. Have I finished my dream? By no means. But I'm closer today than I was yesterday, right? So it's all about realizing who you are as a dreamer. So the next one up we'll talk about is the warrior, right? Because the warrior is very different than, than the dream, right? The warrior is, is, is a fighter. A warrior is an A-type. A warrior is of a, a, just of a different ilk than a normal, what we would call, dreamer, which is most like a nice person. You know, I just want to get what I want, want to get my piece of the rock, get my share, get my, get my shine on. I just want to do that and be able to live the life. Warrior thinks very differently. A warrior is a protector. A warrior is a defender, right? I think one of my favorite generals is General Colin Powell. And General Colin Powell is a four-star general, retired now. But he was leading uh, the Gulf War uh, back in the early 90s. And he said this statement as a general, and they asked him, well, General, what's your strategy to go in and win this war? He simply said, we're going to cut it off and we're going to kill it. That's a warrior, right? No in-between, no politics, no nicety. We're going to cut it off and we're going to kill it, right? Another famous warrior that had saved a nation was Winston Churchill. Great guy, prime minister, but Hitler was marching on Britain and was ready to take over that nation. And one man, Winston Churchill, said, not on my watch. He said this statement, he said, if the British Empire is to survive a thousand years, then this must be its final hour, right? So if you really want to understand warriors, you got to study history because history is just filled with great warriors, great overcomers, people that did amazing things in some of the darkest hours and darkest times in our history. Uh, one of my favorite presidents is Abraham Lincoln, who fought the Civil War, who emancipated uh, uh, African Americans and, and, and abolished slavery, but paid with his life. But he was a warrior. He saw, had a vision for America, and he was willing to fight for that vision at all costs. So a warrior is a born fighter. It's a born leader, right? A warrior knows, uh, even if they don't have the answer, we're moving this way. Right. And a warrior takes challenges head on. A warrior doesn't hide. A warrior is a fighter that will stand up, says win, lose or draw. I'm going to face this down. You want to have success in life. you got to take challenges on. You cannot hide from them. You can't blame other people. you got to be the one that says, I'm going to fight through this. And sometimes fighting means fighting through yourself because, right, some some of the worst enemies come from within. So you got to take on that challenge wherever it is to become the warrior for your success, for war, your dream. Everybody wants to be a boss. I see it all over Facebook and Instagram. I, you got T-shirts on it. You got quotes on it. Everybody on IG, everybody wants to be a boss. But it, it, it there's a cost to be the boss. And that cost is you got to fight. That cost is you got to take on challenges, right? So that's the, that's the price. If you want to be a warrior, it's a price. It's a price. For America to be America today, people paid a price, right? During the Civil War, 500,000 people lost their lives. So America, so you have the right to do whatever you do, right? So 
someone has to fight. That's why we salute our veterans. That's why we salute people who have laid down their lives. They've made sacrifice because they decided that not on my watch would we lose our freedom and lose that. So everybody needs a warrior in their life. If you don't have one, you need to find one, right? I can get away with being a dreamer, but I also need someone that's going to help me fight for that dream. Uh, warriors tend to come from tough upbringings, right? They can come from the hood. They can come from the streets. They come from tough places, right? Some of these men and women, I think, grow up chewing glass, right? They're just that tough because they've had to be tough. When you come up through tough circumstances and challenges, you know, as, as the story goes in the book, you know, by the time I was seven years old, I had three mothers and two fathers. I went to 10 schools in 12 school years, right? I'm always having to change, always having to adapt. That makes you tough because you know that you got to depend on you and what you're thinking. Some of you today have come up through some tough situations, right? It's, it's put a warrior in you. It's put a fighter in you. That, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because it's how you survive. And not only how you survive, it's also how you will thrive. So if you are just getting onto the podcast, of course, I'm Lewis Howard, and we are talking about the dreamer, the warrior, and the overcomer, those three individuals and how they interact to get you from where you are to where you want to be. The challenge in life is, do you know who you are? Are you aware with what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and what your propensities are? Most people are not. So when they face the moment that is a defining moment of success, some people will will weaken at that moment because they haven't strengthened. If, if, a, if an athlete has been training for the big day and they get to the big day and they melt down, something went wrong during the preparation process. We all watch... I'm a sports guy, so I'm always talking sports. We all watch games where one team should win. They are the better team. They are the more dominant team. We just watched that uh, this past week in college. The dominant team that should have been the number one team, ranked the number one team, didn't win. Why? It wasn't because they weren't stronger, faster, or better. It's because that other team came on the field and said, not on my watch today. I know we're their underdog, but we're going to bring it to you. And they brought it to him, and Clemson walks off as national champion that nobody predicted, nobody saw coming. That happens in life all the time. You might be the underdog warrior, but you're still the warrior, right? So we're just throwing out some nuggets that will be helpful as you kind of look at your life and kind of ascertain where you are and where you want to be. The other thing about a warrior is they operate with clear strategies. No one goes into battle without a strategy, right? If you go into a battle without a strategy, then you are going in to lose because you have to have a strategy even if it doesn't work, but you have to have a strategy. You can correct something. You can't correct nothing. So if I have something that's not working, I can tweak it. I got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing, right? So operating with clear strategies is what a warrior does. They have a plan. They set out the plan, and then they go for that plan. So we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to finish up talking about the warrior, and then we're going to jump to the overcomer. So you are tuned in to Lewis Howard Live. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll right back right after this word. 
Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, this is Lewis Howard. Thank you for joining and being part of the conversation. If you've missed any part of the show, you can go back and we'll have it on full download for you at uh, blogtalkradio.com or you can hit lewishowardlive.com and get it. And we'll make sure you get the info from beginning to end. Today's podcast, we're just talking about the dreamer, the warrior, and, of course, we're going to talk about the overcomer. And I targeted those type of individuals because when I wrote the book, the best-selling book, From Here to There, that's who I had in mind because that's what I had to be at different stages of my uh, young adult and uh, on into where I'm going to go, and I'm just getting started. And so I just think it's important if I had someone to tell me this Earlier on in my younger days, I would have made fewer mistakes. I would have still made mistakes, but a couple of them I could have done without, right? I probably wouldn't have been in the ditch as as much. And as you've read the book, you know that from the time I was 18 years old to 28, I was in the ditch, right? But I realized as I've looked back on my life that, hey, I was part dreamer, part warrior, and overcomers. So we talked about just some great examples of dreamers and, and managing the future and charting course and laser focus, never giving up on the dream. And what I wanted to add on the dreamer before I leave, dreamers have the last laugh because usually dreamers are laughed at, mocked at when they talk about their dream. But when that dream happens, nobody is laughing anymore. When you see that person walk across the stage and pick up their award because they sold more records and more CDs and MP3s and forwards than anyone ever thought, guess who's laughing? They are all the way to the bank, right? When Steve Jobs got kicked out of Apple the first time of a company he started, right, and they had to bring him back, and he took it to a billion-dollar cash-based company. At one point, Apple had more money on hand than the United States Treasury. That happened. Who was laughing, right? Steve Jobs was having a pretty good laugh for people that thought he was done. We can all think of people that we know. People said they were dumb. That's crazy. That's never going to work. And all of a sudden, not only does it work, but it becomes history-making and world-shaking. That's what it's about. That's when you make the decision, I'm going to hold on to that dream, no matter what it costs, right? Most people are not willing to do that. They're pressured into compromise, right? They're pressured into settling. So we, we, I just wanted to finish up that part on the dreamer because that's important. And then we, last segment, we were really talking about the warrior and how different a warrior is. A warrior never surrenders. A warrior never gives up. Retreat is not surrender. I may have to retreat because I got to live to fight another day. There's a difference. Surrender means that's it. White flag. I'm giving up on my dream. I'm giving up on my goal. I'm giving up on my business. Right. So talk to the entrepreneurs for a second here. Right. Most entrepreneurs have to be warriors. 
Why? Because when you start a business, most businesses fail within the first two or three years of their existence. Technology is helping that a little bit because if you've got a platform, a base of business, you can survive a little bit more. But you're also competing with millions of other people that can start a business just as quick as you can using the web. So you got to have a warrior spirit. What makes your product service different than anybody else and what are you willing to fight for to get it out. As I'm producing this show, I can look around at about 50 things that some entrepreneur created as a tool to help just me doing what I'm doing so I can share it with you today. Thank you for all the entrepreneurs that had ideas about the next level. Otherwise, we'd be still on the typewriter. We'd still be riding around in the Model T, right? We'd still be living in the jet age. I mean, so you just think about the dreamers and people that have to fight for that dream, right? The dreamer always has an objective in mind, right? You want your, if you're in a family, you want dad to be the warrior. You want want dad to be the fighter. You want that person to be the the breadwinner, right? The leader. If you're running a company, you got to be the leader. One of my funny stories is I'm, I'm a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean series, right? So I've followed it. And you can see conflicts in leadership when you have Captain Jack Sparrow and then Barbosa both on the boat. And they're both giving orders as warriors and leaders of where the boat should go. But they're in conflict with those orders. So the term you hear a lot is belay that order. It means stop that order. Then one would get an order, another one would say, no, belay that order. So now we got warrior leaders that can't decide which way they are going. So guess where we're going? Nowhere, right? You can't have too many chiefs, right? Kill some of the chiefs, right? You can't have it, right? As I said in the previous segment, everybody wants to be a boss. You can't have too many bosses. You got to have some followers. You got to have some servants. The best warriors... The best ones, and I've studied history, are people who are serving their nation, who are serving their people, who are serving their family. The greatest warriors are servants because they understand if you come from a place of service instead of world domination, I'm going to be able to impact and change lives just a little bit more. All right, so we've covered the warrior. I want to cover the overcomer because I think most of us fall into this uh, phase of existence someplace in your life. Overcomers to me are people who survive incredible odds. You know, I think of cancer survivors. I think of war veterans. They are overcomers. I think of third world citizens. It's amazing when you study third world countries what those individuals have to, to deal with. I have a friend that goes around the world and he sets up water machines, solar-powered water machines that he sets up in place so that people who are in third-world countries have clean water. It's called the Clean Water Foundation. My buddy Leon McLaughlin, great guy, right? So he tells me the stories of what people have to endure, what children have to do, which is heartbreaking as a parent, right? Some of the things they have to do just to have clean water. So those kids already at three, four, five, they're overcomers because they're surviving incredible odds. We get upset if the water ain't Evian. Right. If it's not Perrier, we get upset about that. These kids are having to go to muddy creeks and rivers, risking their life with alligators in order just to have a decent 
uh, water to be able to live their life on. So those are overcomers. When you see people that have survived in incredible odds, we celebrate them every year. We have um, uh, remembrance to them, you know, Holocaust survivors, you know, just people that have gone through incredible situation, people that grew up in impoverished situations. You know, as I look back at the 60s and the 70s, and I think, man, I don't know if I could have survived that. I don't know if I could have been an overcomer with some of the things that they had to endure and had to go through, right? Uh, In 2018, there was an amazing story of a football coach uh, in Thailand who took his team, young team of, of boys into a cave in Thailand. And while they were in the cave, they became trapped. They couldn't get out. Right. And the, the prospect of survival was pretty low because the cave was filling up with water. They were deep in there. Rescuers could only go in because they didn't have enough oxygen and air to go in there enough. And so we're looking at this as spectators going, there's no way they're going to overcome that. There's no way all of them can survive that, right? It's going to be how many are going to make it out, right? And we're going to kill the coach when he comes out, taking the kids in the first place, right? But miraculously, all of those boys survive and the coach. That's an overcoming story there. That's a great story. That will impact those young men for the rest of their lives because they're all ways know and look back on it is that we overcame something we should not have overcome, right? That's the difference. And the only life that was lost was a brave rescuer out of all of those people. But that's when you think about overcoming. Don't take for granted when you keep winning in life and you are beating the odds. That's the life of an overcomer. To get where you want to be, you got to overcome some stuff. Right. You got to overcome some stuff within your thinking, your own mindset. You got to overcome uh, family issues, relationship issues, cultural issues, racial issues, economic issues, political issues. There is constant stuff that you have to decide. I got to overcome this unforgiveness. Most people get stuck because they just don't overcome the bad things that people do. Every now and then, you got to catch yourself and say, I'm going to forgive all the bad people because you can't carry that through your life. There's no way you don't you can't overcome if you don't. Right. Overcomers are optimistic. They're always believing the best. You know, I've talked to people that are in the middle of chemotherapy and they're going through some hard places and they're just so optimistic. And I feel like Mr. Negativity because I'm looking at him going, man, I don't know if you're going to make it. But they're optimistic. They believe that they can come through that, right? An overcomer never surrenders to the facts, to the conditions, or the circumstance. We hear of medical miracles all the time where somebody goes to the doctor and they get a prognosis that says it's terminal, it is, it is malignant, and that person refuses to accept that, goes and you know believes, prays, goes to alternative methods, goes back to the doctor, and the doctor says, wow, this has got to be a miracle, We can't find anything wrong with you. That's an overcomer, right? You want to have a dream in life. You're going to have to overcome some things. You're going to have some haters. You got to overcome. You're going to have some adverse situations. You got to overcome. You might have to overcome family. 
they can be some of the worst people to deal with sometimes because they know you better than anybody. They know where all of your weak spots are and they like to go there with frequency, right? So sometimes you got to overcome people in your life in order to keep moving. I can't tell you the number of people that I've had to move out of my sphere because I can't overcome them. I can't change them. I can't get them in line to where I need to be so I can keep winning. If I'm sick, I want the best doctors in the world. I don't want a doctor says, well, you're dead, right? Don't need you, bro. Get on out the way. If I'm in the courtroom fighting for my life, I need the best lawyer on the planet, right? I don't need a public defender. <laughs> they may not have my best interests at heart. I may not be able to overcome what's being thrown at me, right? So you got to make those choices and decisions about who you hang with. You know, maybe the reason why you can't overcome is because not about you. It's about the people you're running around with. Right. So, again, they're optimistic. Overcomers are optimistic. They're positive. They're hopeful. They're always thinking of the best. I always think of my grandmother. You know, she didn't have the greatest life, but that woman was always hopeful. She was always positive about what you can do and what you can be. Right. And that was a seed deposited in me that when I face tough situations, I'd hear a voice say, you can do it. You can do it, right? You need a voice in your head from somebody that tells you, you can do this. You can start that business. You can write that song. You can produce that play. You can write that movie. You can become the next billionaire, right? You can do that. You can certainly create that, but you got to be able to overcome some things. I couldn't do what I'm doing today if I hadn't overcome a lot of different things on the journey of getting from where I was to where I am today and where I'm going to be tomorrow. I still have every day I have battles. I still have dreams. I still got to overcome things every single day. So if you're listening to me, I know that you got to overcome some things, right? Decide that. The last point on the overcomer, which I love the most, is they have an appreciation for life. When you've been through hard things and you have survived them and you're now thriving, you have a different appreciation for life that other people don't, right? You don't have to tell an overcomer to stop and smell the roses or smell the coffee or whatever the saying might be at the time, but they have a genuine like and appreciation for life. Sometimes we call it a second chance. They know that they've got a second chance. They got another opportunity to go another round. They survived. And now they're going after to, to thrive in their life. But they have an appreciation. I have a genuine appreciation for life and for people in life, right? It requires a lot of patience with some people. But you just got to keep that appreciation. I love people who fight. I love people who try. I love people who get knocked down and get back up. I love people that don't make excuses. They just get after it. They just get after it. And I love creativity, which I haven't talked a lot about, but in all of these things, as a dreamer, as a warrior, as an overcomer, you gotta be creative. Because sometimes you gotta write your own script. Sometimes you gotta write your own play. You gotta write your way right out of something, right? So that's a way to overcome. And there, there are really just tons of stories I could share with you about overcomers and some of the things, amazing stories. But if you want to get inspired, not just listen to what we're sharing today, but go study overcomers. Go study heroism. Go study the grandmothers. Go study people that did amazing things at their time to make sure that 
the next family member or the next generation had a great, uh, greater chance than, than what they've had. So I like being around survivors. I like being around thrivers. I love hearing the story because it inspires me so I can come and inspire you. Hey, we appreciate you for tuning in and catching another podcast. We're here on a weekly basis. We'll keep coming at you with new, fresh, and innovative ideas. We'll have future guests on come in and share and chop it up with them and talk about some of the things they got going and uh, experiences, business entrepreneurs, leaders. I'm really big into nonprofits, so we'll have a couple of those in. So just remember you can tell a friend to tell a friend. You can download the show, and then you can also send it over to somebody you think might benefit from something that has been said uh, or shared with you on the podcast. Once again, thank you for joining in. And hey, tune in next week. We'll be right back with something fresh, new from Lewis Howard Live. We're out. We'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.